Right now, you have to go to your bank and ask them for your money. And they can tell you no. So it's not your money. It's not yours. But when you have the blockchain capital sitting in your wallet, that is your money. And it's providing you the ability to do whatever you want with it. This is no longer tainted by boards and by people who are going to demand you make a profit at the expense of society. Right? That's what the blockchain has to offer. You're listening to the Expertish Podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? Okay, welcome to this episode of Expertish Podcast. Today we've got Josh Emerson with us. How's it going? It's good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. And uh, real quick background. So again, another military veteran, Marine, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Marine infantry officer, five years, got out in 2019. Um, had, a, had a lot of fun. My five years, a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah you were telling me you were basically just a CrossFitter or something, right? Yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah. used to work out guy? <laughs> yeah. Lots of working out, lots of seeing some, some cool places. I went to six months, no, seven months in Spain. You know, oh man, what was oh, me? That's, yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Six months in Okinawa. So another, tro- you know, tropical paradise, scuba diving every weekend I could. And then 13 months in Jordan and I'm on Jordan living out in town, um, working out the embassy, wearing a suit, you know, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're doing a great job recruiting right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and somebody's going to end up somewhere shitty and be like that Josh guy. Yeah. He's so well, garbage. Yeah. I am the luckiest person I know. So I'm going to throw that out there. So as long as if you're super lucky, the Marine Corps is the best place for you. Cause you're going to go to amazing, amazing locations. If you're not just, just think twice, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're used to, to always being the, the least lucky person around, right. you're going to end up, uh, you know, barracks duty in like some country you can't leave the base in or something. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, what about like, we're going to talk a little, yeah, obviously we're going to talk today about your you know, new business ventures mm-hmm. and uh, we've done since then, but kind of what, I guess your transition from the military, I always like to kind of touch on that a little bit because people have different difficulties, you know, leaving from the military. Some people are just, it flows naturally and other yeah. people really struggle. How was your transition and what would you say about how you were prepared or not prepared? Yeah. So my transition was, I would say pretty unique. So I was in Jordan and up till probably less than a month of getting out of the Marine Corps because I just loved it there so much. And I I was making, you know, good money and I was not paying taxes on and like all this stuff. There's a lot of benefits. And from my first deployment in Spain, spent a lot of time with my platoon and these guys, these are smart guys, right? But they just weren't educated in the sense of, you know, their high school, I don't think did a good job. Right. 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 They were, but they were smart. They could memorize the machine gun Bible, right. They could tell you any tactics you want to know. Um, I was like, man, these guys can learn if they're mm-hmm. interested in it. Right. So I was like, okay, you know what, where do I want to make my next impact? And to me it was, it was education. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for a program called teach for America. And I had that to go there in Miami. It's where they take people without education backgrounds, put them through like a education boot camp, if you will. And then you go into schools and kind of like tough neighborhoods kind of deal. Right. So I had that unlock. And I also, as a little kid, I watched a bunch of Jackie Chan movies. Right. And I was like, one day I'm going to go to China and I'm going to learn Kung Fu from a Kung right. Fu master. <laughs> and I was like, this is the time, right? If I go into a classroom right now, I'm just going to make kids do push ups and yell at them. So like, it's probably not great for them. And this is the only time in my life I think I'm gonna be able to do this. Right. So I found a school where I got one-on-one Mandarin learning. And I postponed the Teach for America for a year. 
And two weeks after my EAS, I was on a plane to China. And I spent six months learning Mandarin one-on-one and going out in town. And I had a Kung Fu master that I took one-on-one classes from. And so I did that for six months. And yeah, all my extra time, I just worked out and hung out with my Chinese friends and ate Chinese food. It was awesome. Dude, that's pretty (laughs) awesome. That's a good, that's a, I think that's a good segue into your next career. Like, right. Take a little break and actually separate it a little bit. And and because I think that's what, you know, from what I hear over and over from a, a lot of my friends or even people we talk with on here is just that it takes a while for that transition to kind of get your mind from one place to the other. But I guess uh, one way to do it next, but I just go to China. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was, it was so nice. Cause you went from having all these responsibilities. Um, Cause in Jordan, I was responsible for the logistics and admin for all Marines training in Jordan. Right. So it's a lot of responsibility. And then, you know, obviously being a platoon commander in XO and a company is a lot of responsibility. And it was like, I'm not responsible for anything but myself. Right. All I have to right. do is, is study Mandarin and practice mm-hmm. Kung Fu. I was like, this is, Amazing. And I definitely mellowed out a right. lot during those six months. And anyway, so I come back to the States and I was planning to keep traveling until Teach for America started. And that was, that was next because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I had my friends from China being like, Hey, we're in these lockdowns. It's com- like, you guys are gonna get locked down like us. So I got really worried. I didn't even have a car. I sold my car before I went to China. I had nothing. I was like living out of a backpack. I had stuff in a storage unit somewhere. And I like go and knock on my parents' door. I'm like, Hey, do you guys remember me? You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, no, yeah. dude. You're, oh my God. We did like, our role. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like, okay, well look, it's only been a couple months and then I'm going to go to, to Miami. I just need to, like, I had a plan like, a, mm-hmm. I, cause I've got family in the Caribbean. I got friends from the Marine Corps all over the place. So I had like a plan of what I was going to do. And I was at a friend's wedding when I just realized like this plan isn't going to work. Like at some point I'm going to get stuck, you know, my parents live in Florida, so it's like easy for me to get down to Miami when I needed to. Right. So I get there, I buy a car and within like two days, I'm like, okay, I'm super bored. I'm going to start a business. And originally, and I had this plan from before where my parents live and where I grew up is like the fish farming capital of the United States. And fish farming is actually super easy when you have distributors near you. Mm-hmm. And I like animals. Um, so I was like, okay, this is cool. But it just wouldn't work because I was going to move to Miami and stuff. Right. So I ended up starting a company. It was a business opportunity where I got trained by these people and then they kind of give me ongoing support and training to be a, they call it a franchise consultant. Mm-hmm. It's more like a recruiter. Right. And that was my first business. And so I just moved into to doing that and helping veterans mainly start franchises, right? Mm-hmm. I have uh, over 500 franchises, 30 different industries. And, you know, it's for free because I'm a recruiter, right? And just kind of helping them find the right franchise for them. So I'll get that going. And then I moved down to Miami. Teach for America was a, a nightmare. I didn't feel welcomed at all. It was more like, eh, it, I'm just going to say it. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, an indoctrination session where they want you to believe their, and I'm not saying, right, like this, like I'm not a very political person. Right? Like right. I'm, I'm a business guy. Right. But it was just so far left and progressive. And it was just like, not about teaching. It was mm-hmm. very little to do with teaching and more about us projecting their beliefs right. into the classroom. Right. right. And so a lot of those people with those beliefs aren't super friendly towards the military. Um, so the program itself was, was supportive of me, but the people within it right. were like, you know, you know, baby killer or whatever. And you know, I also probably didn't help. Cause I was like, yeah, love killing those babies. You yeah, know, like yeah. you, if you're stoked this, to fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, these guys are idiots. And so anyway, I went through and I started teaching and I love the kids, right? Ninth grade, algebra one. I love math. And, you know, I'm asking myself, am I making the impact that I wanted to make, right? Maybe in that small classroom I was. Uh, but what I realized, this, again, not a super popular opinion, 
is that the teachers weren't the same caliber of teachers that I felt like I had, right? Right. Where I couldn't have philosophy of math conversations, right? I couldn't have the back, like what a teacher should know about math. Right. It was more like, these are the steps, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's not the kids having a bad experience in the schools. It's the teachers. And it's also an attitude thing where it was just like, let's just do enough to get by. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually the problem that I have that I want to solve is an education problem. It's a problem with the belief and the, the attitude of the people within the education system and, and maybe, you know, on a larger scale. Right. Right. So I stopped teaching. Um, I focused on business with a long-term goal of, Hey, I'm going to take what I make for my businesses. Right. And, and I think it's important to understand the business world because the, the market economy is what drives everything in the United States. Right. So once I have a good appreciation, understanding of business, as well as the ability to back myself, um, I do want to get into uh, some nonprofits and community centers where it's more about empowering people and producing this a mindset for the people within the community of, hey, like we should do our best, not because it's going to make us more money or it's whatever. It's like you feel better as a human being yeah. when you know you've tried your hardest at whatever you're doing. And for some reason, that attitude is just like missing, you yeah, know? Agreed. And that's the attitude that you just, you know, that you just feel better. Like after a game, I played soccer growing up, I did martial arts. Even if you lose, you know that you put everything on the field. Like you walk off with your head held high, right? It's the games where you know you didn't perform as well as you could have that stick in your mind is like, man. So yeah, so like eventually my, my goal, and this is a long, right, of like how my, my transition went, but it was like a finding myself kind of deal where it was like, I want to be a teacher, but I also want to do kung fu but i also want to do this and it was like this long process of this is two years later and right. i finally kind of have an idea of of what i actually want to do right. so on the outside the transition looks smooth because everything went according to plan right but like internally there was a lot of growth and a lot of pivoting that happened um for my long-term vision for what i want to do in my life right it sounds like i mean the the vision part didn't so much change it was like almost like the order of operations of how you get there to that impact yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's, I mean, because you, you're still driving towards your, what you always, you know, kind of had that passion for what you set out to do, just found a, a, a way that suited you better. So yeah. that's pretty cool too. Like, and I, and I think that's, I feel like people recognizing that they have some kind of goal or what their purpose is, or even, it, and it might shift, it might change, it might shit might change totally, yeah, but yeah. having something, having a goal, because when you don't have at least something to aim at, you just don't get anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So even having that initially and, you know, having those first steps, cool. You can't get to where you're going without that first step, but you can, you can take a, a more scenic path. You can, yeah. you can move it around, but you just got to move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Being static is, is what kills people. You got to keep moving. Yeah. What was your undergrad? What, what did you initially study? Yeah. So I studied, I spent my first two years studying mechanical engineering Okay. and then I switched to political science. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I don't even remember who someone came to the, the, the school and it's like a moment I like remember forever. And the guy was like, everyone's going to tell you to like work on your weaknesses, but really you need to find what you're good at and just do more of that. And I was like, Oh my God, why didn't I just think of this before? Right. You know? And I was like, I'm done with it. Cause I could do engineering and it was long and tedious and painful. And when I was passing the classes, right. But I enjoyed reading and I enjoyed writing and it's what I was good at. And I was like, forget this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I graduated with a bachelor's of science because I had so many engineering and math and mm -hmm. everyone has to have a bachelor's of science in, um, from the Naval Academy mm -hmm. where I went, but like, I really took a lot of those math and engineering classes, which I think helped me in the long run, but I graduated with a political science degree. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, uh, it's 
cool to even find that. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of my friends went all the way through college and then ended up like not even wanting to do anything to do with what they, you know, didn't yeah, even get yeah, to explore yeah. the stuff that they're interested in because they set on a path and went, but you know, that happens to people find their way at different times. Yeah. And it's a very low risk environment, right? Because at the end of the day, I, I know I'm gonna have a job. And right. that's, since I was a little kid, I've got like cartoons of me saying like, I want to be in the military when I'm older. Right. right. So it's like, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do. Who cares what my degree is? Right. right? Like I'm, right. I need to enjoy myself for these four years, which I did in political science, but it's not going to change what I do when I graduate. Right. So, right. And that, that's a good point too. It's nice knowing that you have that job you're rolling into and that you're not going to have a big debt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. that's, that's awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now that, that, that definitely gives some freedom there as well. Mm -hmm. But now the part that I want to kind of jump to just because I, man, I just, that one little conversation we had on the phone just kind of got my brain going and started, yeah. uh, I don't know, a couple little things that you said just made it a little simpler for me to grasp mm -hmm. at, at this, you know, at my super beginner le level, you know, and one thing just being when you talked about the spreadsheet. So, you know, like of just not, uh, what was it like, you know, that it starts like a spreadsheet spreadsheet or Excel spreadsheet where just the cells can't be oh, deleted. Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. For some reason you said that I'm like, oh, it makes total sense mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. How did you go from that progression to now what you're doing now with, uh, you know, and I'll let you introduce yeah, yeah, your, yeah. you know, your newest company and, yeah. and your older. And I know you were doing the franchises and stuff like that, but yeah, but this new one's definitely uh man, that's, I, I'm pretty excited to hear more about it, but I'll let you introduce it. And awesome. Yeah. I love talking about this. So when I was doing the, the franchising thing, I just had a lot of time on my hands because I like to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can remember things pretty well. So I like went through the entire franchise database and memorized like the vast majority of them. And then I was like, okay, now it's just talking to people. Right. And so you can't talk to people all day long. So I had these like large swaths of time and, you know, initially I used it to improve the business, but then I was like, I need to do other stuff too. Mm -hmm. So I started learning about blockchain and I was like, man, this stuff's awesome and crypto. And I want to know not just like how to trade, which I wish I'd done that before because I would have invested earlier. Right. Right. But anyway, it was, it was like, I want to know what underpins it and how right. it works and why it works and why it's gone from something that was like used by meme makers on Reddit in 2009 to like institutions are investing it in 2021. So that's how I started getting into blockchain. Um, and then I started getting into to real estate, went through a, a, this like six month real estate course in real estate investing. And then where I grew up, I mean, I grew up in a different, couple different places. My, my dad was in the Navy as well, but where I grew up in high school, right? There's not, there's no accredited investors, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. I'll put it like that. And in a lot of the places that I lived, it was just not, you know, not a lot of wealth there. Right. And when I started getting into the business world, right? If you want to invest in syndications and real estate, if you want to invest in private equity, if you want to invest in startups, a lot of times you have to be an accredited investor, right? Which means you're top 10% most wealthy people in the United States, right? A million dollars net worth or 200 to $300,000 per year that you're making, depending on if you're single or married. And I was like, man, these are great investments, right? Right. Like I know lots of people who could understand this, but the SEC says they can't partake. Right. And I was like, that is messed up. So I was like, I want to fix that. You know, I want to fix, I want to be in real estate and I want to be in blockchain, right. uh, but I didn't really know how to do it. Um, and then one day I met this dude on LinkedIn here in San Diego, right. I was in Miami at the time. He's like, I want to start a business for veterans and Bob and I've got a funding business and you know, he's going to, he called in these, this uh, person who's made startups before. I was like, okay, well, I want to meet this guy before I like sign on to be a, a partner with this guy. I want to meet him in person. And I just, I didn't like him at all. Right. <laughs> so I'm really glad I met him in person. 
Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but I really liked the person who we called in. And so me and her, I was like, man, it worked out. Yeah. I was like, you're so smart. And she told me about all the stuff she's done in the past, like all the products she's designed and produced um, and how she's worked with this other, these other people to create these startups. And I was like, I called her like almost every weekend for like three months. And finally she's like, why don't you just have a startup? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. So working with her and my other partner, who's now the CFO, uh, they came to Miami and we basically hashed out this business, which became Sons Bank. And what it is, is we're offering loans that are collateralized by future profits, right? To, to apartment owners. Right now, everything, all loans to, to this levels is based on equity in the property, right? right? We're saying, nope, we're, especially in Southern California, where at worst you get like 95% vacancy rates, right? right. So this is pretty stable income. So we can take your, your expenses, your income, project profits and lend against those profits, right? And then, so that's like one side of the Sons Bank marketplace, mm-hmm. right? And then on the other side of the marketplace, what we do is we take that loan and we cut it into $100 pieces. And anybody, retail investors, accredited, anybody can come in, right? So again, removing that barrier and they can buy $100 of this loan. And then every month when that loan is paid back in principal and interest, the interest is distributed to those owners, right? right? And it's not just the one loan. So they their their $100 goes to fund the one loan, but their repayment comes from a pool of loans, right? So they're, they're diversified. Right. And so what that does is they have this $100 that they put in, right? But every month they get interest, they get paid to them, so they're getting passive income. And because that original $100 is always worth $100, they can go and they can trade it. So it's liquid, right? Um, so if they if they decide two years into this, hey, I actually need to sell my 10 tokens because I want to go do something else, they can do that, right? So it's, it's very exciting. And the reason why we can do this is because of the blockchain, right? right. So this is where the blockchain right. comes in. Um, and a lot of people, when they think about the blockchain, they just think about Bitcoin. Right. And that's not it, right? And that goes into- That's so, what I thought. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. All and, I, and it's totally normal. It's totally normal. But what it is, right? Like I was telling you, it's, it's like this Excel spreadsheet where you can't delete things. Mm-hmm. You can only add to it. And that's the best way to, to, to think about it in a very, very simple manner is, you know, if, if we start off, Josh has $1,000, Jay has $1,000, Josh sends Jay $100, right? What happens is it doesn't delete my 1000 and make it 900 It just adds a row underneath it that says, I sent you $100 and this is the new thing, right? Gotcha. And then every time it moves, it's just, it's just like adding new rows, right? right? Um, and they use cryptography to verify everything, mm-hmm. right? And that's what makes it secure. Um, as well as having all these computers all over the world validating that these transactions are actually true. And so <laughs> there's a story I like to tell to like explain how this verification process works. When I was a platoon commander, there was a staff sergeant and he had this thing called boo that man. And he would walk around and if people were saying something, you know, Marines, they're like 19, 20 years old yeah. and they don't really listen very well because they're 19 or 20 years old. And I could walk out and be like, tomorrow's a five-mile hike. And they're like, got it. And then I walk away and they're like, so did you hear about the 10-mile hike? Right? Yeah, they're yeah, not being yeah. malicious. They're just, it's just kind of who, what happens. And so he had this thing where like, if you knew somebody wasn't telling the truth, you would point at him and you'd go, boo that man. And everybody would boo him, right? Right. And, <laughs> That's and, awesome. And they love to boo each other, right? So like in a decentralized manner, I had all of these nodes Mm-hmm. validating the truth, right, right? Right. And so that's what's going on in the blockchain is there's thousands of computers out there and I send 
the truth to you, which is I sent a hundred dollars to, to you. Mm-hmm. And then it goes out to all these computers and they're all trying to do the math, like verify it. Right. And then the first person to verify it. So it's very hard to find the answer. Mm-hmm. But once you have the answer, it's very easy to work backwards. Right. Gotcha. So like one computer will find the answer, say, Hey, I think Josh sent Jay a hundred dollars. And then he sends the answer to everybody else and they verify it and they go, yep, it's good. But let's say you had a computer, right? Mm-hmm. That was verifying it. And you're like, Josh sent Jay a thousand dollars and you would send it out to the rest of the network. And the rest of the network would be like, that man's a liar. Boo that man. <laughs> and everybody would boo you. Right. And it works just like that. And then That's once, awesome. once everybody validates it, 51% of the people uh-huh. validate it, then it gets added to the blockchain and it can never be changed. It's there forever. Damn. So, yeah. So, yeah. So it really is like almost like a, I don't know, just like the crowd crowdsourced verification yep. in a way. And, yep. and so like when you hit, uh, and this is going to be super, super elementary and you're going to laugh at me even ask this, but when you're saying like 51% verification, is that like, because when you send this information out, does it just go to a certain, uh, you know, it's a certain amount that it goes to or a certain amount of computers, a certain amount of units that it goes to. And as soon as it hits 51, you're like, cool, I'm over the 50 and it's good. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So, and it's right. Cause maybe you own 10% of the computers in the network, right? Uh-huh. So maybe 90% approve it and 10% say, no, I agree that, that Josh and Jay at a thousand dollars instead right. of a hundred. Right. Well, Hey, 90% say it's a hundred. So we're going to put on the blockchain a hundred. Got right? you. Got you. Okay. Um, and that's why having more validators is more secure because right. it's harder for you to get 51% right, if there's right. a million of computers and if there was 10 computers. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Dude. Yeah. That's pretty legit. And then for your, for what you're talking about with your new project. Yeah. So that I do, and it's funny, I was uh, exactly the question when I was telling my friend Ryan this morning that I was going to be talking to you today about these things. And he's like, his question was what you already answered it really, but Hey, can people get out if they needed to? And because we were talking about how, you know, in my mind, the first thing that pops to mind now that you've told your story, clearly it's kind of comes from what you're thinking too, that like, Hey, what a great start for, for people who maybe aren't ready or don't have the funds to jump into a bigger investment where they can start at such a, you know, whatever smaller level and, and just kind of grow that momentum or see it work. And then, cause people get excited, right. When they see something work and they yeah, can yeah, get yeah. into something and be part of something, yeah, yeah. they get excited and then they're going to get, learn more and step to the next level. And, and it can change people yeah. by getting someone into something that they wouldn't have been able to. And mm. that was his question was, Hey, well, what if there was like, you know, something like someone who doesn't have a lot to put into it? What if there was an emergency family where they get it back? But you already answered that. So cool. Yeah. You don't lose the worth of your tokens. You can still sell or trade those token yep. tokens off and get your principal back essentially. Right. Yep, so your exactly. principal, you never really, so you're getting, you're getting interest on these, this pool of loans mm-hmm. from your token and or tokens, and you're getting interest but not principal, right? So it's but just interest yeah. coming. When, although the, the property owners pays back principal interest every month, uh-huh. we're going to hold on to that principal so that that token maintains Continues that $100, to, right? You. And there's a lot of cool things that I can do with that principal to, uh-huh. to make it appreciate. Right. I don't know how legal everything is, right? Because like when you start managing other people's money, yeah. right? Like what I'm doing is legal, right? Like, right, I'm, right, not, right. like yeah, I'm yeah. not breaking the law, but when you start managing other people's money, um, there's a lot more rules about sure. like if you have to be a broker dealer, if you have to do the right. So at the very least, it will always be worth $100, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. As we grow and we get more licenses, then we will be able to use essentially crypto savings accounts, right? Right. right. And we can talk about different ways that you can right now go out and do that. Right. And produce an interest rate on, on those. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, 
that's pretty awesome too. So yeah. like if it, so if you're uh, another very simplistic question, you're probably gonna get tired of these, but like, so you've got that pool, you get, you know, I've got like, let's say I've got $5,000 of tokens in your, mm-hmm. you know, in your investments mm-hmm. and stuff as like, when you're saying, if you're doing those other things with the principal and let's say you're growing more, you're being be- better returns or whatever the case. Now, does that change the value? I know the, the token's still a hundred dollars, but then, you know, you could say you could sell off or trade. Would you then possibly be able to say, oh, hey, look, I'm into this awesome thing. Can you trade those 5,000 for more than that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? And so if, and you're going to buy, when you buy the, the token for the loan, that token exists for the length of that loan, okay. right? So if you bought it for a five-year loan in mm-hmm. five years, I'm going to return you your principal. Got you. But if I've made money on it, right, maybe I'm going to give you back $115 right. instead of $100. Right. Right. And um, if it's three years in and it's worth $108, nothing stopping you from selling for $108, right? It's a free market. I'm not going right. to dictate the prices. Right, right. Right. So if you have somebody on the other end who will pay that, maybe it's worth 108, but you want to get it off your hands today. So you sell it for 104, right? It's like options or something. It's, it's just, in a sense, like it's, and that's what you're saying about like teaching people about free market principles yeah. is like when you're in it and you're doing it and you're realizing that nothing has any value, nothing yeah. has any real value other than what somebody else is going to pay you for. Right. It, right. And it's so hard for people to get that. They're like, I bought this for a dollar. This is worth a dollar. And you're like, okay, go sell it for a dollar, you know? And they're like, well, you know, I've got to walk to the store. I've got to walk to somebody and convince them to buy it from me instead of the vending machine. Right. So now there's like, it's like, okay, so it's not worth a dollar. Right. Right. It was worth a dollar at the moment you purchased it because you gave somebody a dollar for it. But now it's, it's wild. Right. Right. It's just going to be whatever the next person is going to pay for. Right. And you tangibly feel that in crypto. If you buy like low market cap, coins right which i'm not recommending anybody to do right because uh-huh. it is extremely dangerous because they can go to zero like this but if you were to do that and the market cap's a hundred thousand dollars right and you go buy two thousand dollars of the coin you will see because you paid two thousand dollars because you paid whatever the price was a little bit above you know the asking price it'll shoot the price up and the moment someone sells their coins right and they sell a large amount of them it'll push the price down okay and you're like oh my god like this is how prices are set in the real market, right? right? Like this is what supply and demand looks like. Right. And so that's cool. Right. So have I lost money doing that? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. but like, have I learned a lot? Yeah. I mean, also have I made a lot of money doing that? Like, yes, also that. Right. Right. Um, so, but it's, it's more about the, the learning. Right. And it's, it's something where if you don't have a really good understanding of that, you probably shouldn't start with that. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I love what you said about, you know, you've, you've lost and you've gained and you, you it's learning, but every education costs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like we said, okay, you didn't come out of college with a debt, but you came out of it with a debt of time, right? You had, you had X amount of time that you had to, had had to pay back. And I think that people should look at that a little bit more with learning things in life in general as well, as in like, Hey, cool. If you're in this game, whatever the game is that you're trying to learn, and you are putting something in there and you lose, but you're learning from it so that you don't lose as much next time or you gain next time and you build that up. That's another way to build wealth and success. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is also just, you know, you're paying for an education. Yeah. Now, if you're just throwing it all in there and you're not, there's no like method to trying to learn or like what you're like, Hey, I had this plan. I had this strategy. Oh shit. That didn't work. Okay, cool. Let's alter it. If you're just like, throwing it in and it's gone. You're like, all right, let's do it again. Like, obviously, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, it. Yeah. But if you're doing it for an education and I think it's like that in any type of investing or any type of business, right? Like you can go in and try out a business, even if it goes okay, even if it goes poorly or whatever, if you learn from that, your next business be should better. be way better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 That's a great point. And that's why education is so important to us at Sons Bank. And as we build out the, the app, 
we're going to have an education side uh-huh. where it's not just of like learning about songs banks, also learning about um, investing and learning about economics and learning about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause like you were saying before, we want this to be a very safe stepping stone into investing. Right. right? I, cause we're not investing in crypto. You're investing in real estate, right? right? And cash flows of real estate. So it's very safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you, you get, get these tokens, you watch how loans go out, you watch how income comes in, you see how you manage risk, right? You can, because um, it's on the blockchain, all right. the information we receive from the properties will be stored so they could actually see like, okay, so this much of rent goes towards mortgage and this much of rent goes towards property management, right? And they can actually, they'll be able to watch it in real time because it's all stored that's in the blockchain. Um, yeah, so right, that's learning about real estate, mm-hmm. learning about investing, um, and it's and it's very safe, right? right? And so- Sure, it'd be great if everyone spent all their money investing in Sons Bank tokens, right, right? Right. But I wouldn't tell my mom to do that, right? right. Hey, get some real estate. Hey, invest in, in this. This is cash flow. This is this is passive income. Hey, you know, get some equities, right? Get mm-hmm. into the this, the stock market. Maybe you know, I, I love the the Vanguard mutual funds, right? Um, or ETFs. Um, get into right. There's all sorts of ways to get into alternative investments um, as well, and that way you can be well diversified, right? right? So that's something we're hoping to teach on the platform, but it's a lot easier to teach something when you're like, I'm also making money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a lot easier to get some of your time too, when you're making money from what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You gotta, you, you still gotta eat. You still gotta, yep. you know, pay the bills. Yeah. Too, that's, that's pretty legit. How is that? So now you were talking about the app. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like, mm-hmm. as far as like is this, I mean, is it essentially just going to be like, uh, you can do everything from the app? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, we're like still raising money uh-huh. for, for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can, they, people can go to the website and go to sansbank.io, S-A-N-S bank.io, and they can sign up for the newsletter and they can find out, you know, when we actually launch and stuff. Um, but what it's going to be is, yeah, you just go onto your, your phone. It's going to be like almost like a Robin Hood, right? You right. attach your bank account and you just buy tokens and you can sell tokens and you can see how much you've received from interest payments, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be very simple. And we take care of all of the onboarding and offboarding under the blockchain, right? So they don't need right. to worry about, I paid in dollars for my bank account, but like, how, how is this going to go to the, the blockchain? Like, you know, we take all, all that stuff into the back end and it's like, do you use a brokerage account by any chance? Right yeah. Okay. Who do you use? Uh, well, it depends. I have Just, a couple, I mean, which but, one but like, uh, well, actually one's Northwestern Mutual. Yeah, okay. So. Northwestern Mutual. So do you know what servers they use? I don't even. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Right. And Mm-mm. that's how people need to think about the blockchain and our type of technology. Mm-hmm. No one knows if people are using Amazon Web Services or Microsoft or whatever, because it doesn't matter, right? right? It's just the rails that allows them to do the actual service, right? right? The blockchain is just the rails that allows us to do the service without banks and without transfer agents and without all these other things and to organize information a lot more efficiently. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right, you know? All right, that matters right. is... is Hey, this is very secure mm-hmm. and you can buy and sell security tokens and you can receive passive income. And like, right. and it's, it's literally that simple, right? There's a lot of technology on the back, but to a person using it, it's very, very simple. So I like that because I don't care how it happens. I just yeah. want it to happen, yeah. you know? And it's, exactly. I, I think it's great that we were, we're getting to that point too, you know, where, where things like that are possible because I mean, I, Someone else actually gave me another example, um, similar like, hey, like uh, you don't have to know to be involved in this stuff. You don't really have to know all that technical, all the technical sides of it or how to do. You just need to, you know, understand the concepts and then what you're, you know, like basically the trading side of it, because it's like, you know, now you can build a web, like I can build a website, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're, it's already pre-done. Like you just plug and play. (laughs) Uh, I don't have to code shit. (laughs) 
yep. you know, I just have to like basically buy the template and, you know, put the stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it, same thing is that that's just how I picture it is like, cool. If I can uh, log into my app and connect my bank account, then I can do what yeah. needs to happen. And, uh, there's just so much, uh, so much business that goes into it as well. Cause you're not just, it's not just the blockchain part, but that's the other thing great about economy right? Is like, Hey, there are, there's so many programmers, there's so many, you know, different services. There's, uh, so much that, uh, just that it builds mm-hmm. by having these things in, or anything in place, right? There's just so many like auxiliary type people, you know, everybody's impacted that is involved with building that up for, you know, for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing mm-hmm. you're not program. Are you programming? I am man, not right? a programmer. You no. just find the right people and put them in there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily two of my co-founders have run per, like teams of programmers, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of them has extensive experience in infrastructure and architecture. So we, at least, although they aren't programmers necessarily, they've, they've run programmers before. Right. And I think that's important to like have that knowledge in house. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you can, of course you, you're going to hire for the actual techn- technicality. Right. But we do have a lot of expertise in, in the tech tech side as well. Okay. Yeah. It's just not me. Right. 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 But it's one of the co-founders. So yeah. No, that's, no, that's, that's pretty legit. What, what, how long have you been working on this project from, you know, from conception to. Yeah. I think 10 months. Okay. Yeah. Probably about 10 months, maybe a little bit more. And it's just been a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, there are a lot of things to put together. Like once you put it together, it's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between learning and understanding the blockchain for fun and doing it to run a company, right? right so there's right. been a lot of learning. And then the last few months has been more focused on, you know, building the connections that you need for the raise, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't just go out and just ask people for money. So right. a lot of that's been going on. We only recently opened the um, the raise and that usually takes a couple months. So gotcha. that's been when a lot of the last... A uh, few months of focus has been on. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome. Well, where then does and again and now I'm kind of trying to move it to a part that I might know something about. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. like you know, you're using this to raise money for actual investments and stuff. So, how does that happen then? Do you have, uh, you know, or is it just once you find deals, you add to, or do you have people out to, you know, bring these uh, oh, deals to you? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, so real estate very team. <laughs> yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, real estate's a very network driven for sure industry. So, um, I've already started talking with some local in LA and San Diego, uh, brokers mm-hmm. saying, Hey, this is what we're going to be able to offer. Right. Are you interested in this? And they're right. like, Oh, wow. Like we know people who, you know, maybe they can't pull equity capital out, but they, they can pull capital from this and they already have a spot picked out where they want to add an ADU. Right. 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 Or they want to do whatever to value add to the, the property. So we're kind of laying, laying the groundwork down for that. Um, so that way, as soon as the technology is built, we don't want to wait, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we're actually going to do a couple of these um, once we've raised a little bit more capital to get all the the legal documents taken care mm-hmm. of and everything. Um, we are going to do some of these loans without the technology. Right. We have individuals who mm-hmm. want to write the checks just to like for the entire loan amount. Right. Because um, they just think, you know, they're like, oh, wow, profit backed loans. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'll do a profit backed loan. Right. Because right. they're, they're the hard money lenders. Right. 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 So they're just different. It's just a different type of hard money. Mm-hmm. loan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're laying the groundwork now. So that as soon as we're hopefully within a few months of the money being raised, we will start offering these loans right away. OK. And it's it's all networking. Right. right. People get, you know, the, the origination fee. They get a piece of that for referring them to us. Right. right? right. Incentivize it in a way. So, yeah we are starting to lay the groundwork for that. So you will be doing even some of the smaller, it's not just going to be the huge deals. Like if people were trying to add, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our sweet spot we've found is going to be between five and 99 units. Okay. Right. Just um, outside, just into the commercial realm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're big enough, you're not owned by an individual, mm-hmm. right? You're owned by an institution and they can get 
capital in a million ways. Right. 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 So we're really trying to help people who otherwise might not have as much access to capital, right? Maybe right. some like new investors, right? They're starting with the, the 20 units, the 50 units, uh-huh. and they have really stable cash flowing properties, mm-hmm. but they don't have that much equity in the property yet or, or whatever, right? Um, that's who we're, who we're going for. Um, and there's lots of people like that yeah. in Southern California. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, prime time right now, yeah. <laughs> can't build, can't build stuff fast enough. Yep. That's all. And pretty good timing to be kicking it off too. then really, mm-hmm. if you think about it, huh? Yeah. And you know, shoot, if you're making it, oh God, it's so much easier then to actually just access a loan then. Yeah. It's a lot faster than, than the way banks do it right now, mm-hmm. because we don't need to know about you. We need to know about this property. Yeah. Because we know the, the capital from this property is coming to us, right? And phase two of this is, is we're, you know, we're looking to, to integrate payments and stuff. But as long as we know that this property is producing a profit, right? right we're right. only going to loan up to 50% of those profits anyway, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to be able to pull the information for that neighborhood and see what what rents have looked like in the past and how mm-hmm. fast it's gone up or down. It's usually in Southern California, it's only up, right? Right. Even during the pandemic, it went down. It was like a little blip and then it like right yeah. back up again. Yeah. Have you seen it the last couple months? Like literally it's like a, a cliff. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, like once people were like, okay, everyone's jobs, you know, or, or people are back to work. The, yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. ridiculous. And that's yeah. we're like, oh, California, people are leaving California. It's like, have you looked, if you, if you uh, chop up the demographics of people leaving California mm-hmm. by their income, once you hit $100,000, it's actually a net inflow into California, right? right? And it's like, okay, so we're, you know, the apartments those guys are living in are probably cash flowing more so we can offer bigger loans. Right. So it's like, again, we can just pull data, mm-hmm. target the, the type of units we want and still be secure that like this apartment is going to maintain those high vacancy rates and rents are going to keep increasing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome too. You just have to be guys. super data driven. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's what everything comes back to anyway. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's all and any of it is for sure. Yeah. Like if you get the data, then you, you, you know, it's up in the same, I mean, that's real estate too. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So yep. no, that's, that's huge. And you, man, that'll be great because you can help people or you can get people ahead of some of the other, I mean, cause to me, that's a huge thing. But like thinking about San Diego, there's areas that are going to be going to be developed you know, by big developers, you know, like yeah. whether it's commercial, whether it's whatever, there's schools, you know, you know, there's school expansions happening. There's uh, so many different things. There's stuff happening on the, you know, the, the new, what is that? Like the event center and stuff and some condo stuff down in Chula Vista on the water and stuff. So for, if other people like that aren't as huge can get in front of some of that stuff because of uh, being able to be funded and throw up 20 units in an area that is going to be accelerated growth because of these larger you know, builds like mm-hmm. that just makes people a little bit more, uh, I guess, mobile, more, more agile to be able to get in front of stuff. So right now we're not offering loans to people who want to build, right? Mm-hmm. The property needs to already be cash flowing at this moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. To take not, it over. It's not built. So, so, so like if you own a property mm-hmm. right now and mm-hmm. it's cash flowing, mm-hmm. I'm going to lend to you. But if you come to me and you're like, hey, here's this property. I want to use your money to buy it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't, I'm not going to collateralize a property you don't own yet. Right. Right. Does that make right, sense? Right, right, right. Yeah. No, but I could take, for instance, I have properties that are, you know, you're, you're, you're loaning to me, give based me a loan on, based on that property. And I take that loan to add the next property. Yeah. 100%. Right. That's, you can do yeah. That. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. Awesome. Dude, I like this. Yeah. It's sweet because especially people who are new, usually what happens, right? Yeah. You get your first property and then you've got to wait, you know, either oh, you're yeah. making more money on the side or you're, you know, waiting for the equity to go up. But this one, it's like, Boom, get the first property with a normal loan. Boom, take out cash flow, pro- you know, cash flow mm-hmm. loan against it. 
and go get your another one or add a ADUs or, or you know, do whatever right. to increase rents. Right. The cap rates here are so low that you don't have to increase rents that much and, you know, put, build a pool, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. and all of a sudden, because of the cap rates, the value of your property is way more than the amount of the loan that you took against it, right? And then mm-hmm. you can go get a HELOC, and then there's all sorts of things you can right. do. There's people like, oh, why would I do this? And it's like, do you understand cap rates? Why would you not? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I, right now, I'm uh, actually, I, I should be able to uh, finish it up this coming up week, but it took a little bit of time, but HELOCs on everything, uh, anything that I can right now, I'm, I'm taking a HELOC, right? I'm not mm-hmm. taking the money out of it, but I'm just always, I don't want to miss a deal. Yeah. Like that's what it yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, comes yeah. down to is I'm afraid that like, well, if I do this one and this one, what if something even cooler comes up <laughs> and I don't have the cash really to get in on it? So I'm like, okay, I'll just take Helix and everything. Just, but yeah, that's awesome. You know, yeah. a little faster way to do it. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily go through, man, it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a pain in the ass for, especially on investment properties. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. And, and also, right. Like real estate's not the only thing that cash flows. Mm-hmm. Right. And our focus isn't really real estate. Like we're not a real estate company, right? We're right. a tech company. And so if, and I love this example, um, my friend was looking at buying a company that does like industrial salt. Mm-hmm. I think it's used a lot for like water purification. Um, and this company has been around forever. Right. And these companies that they, they do, you know, water purification, things that aren't going away. Right. 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 It cash flows and it will continue to cash flow. And the, my friend wanted to buy it because it's, you know, the, I think it's, it was Warren Buffett. One of the big investors like buy companies that are boring that everybody needs. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, boom, like this is one of them. Right. You know, and as we progress, here's a company that is cash flowing. We will loan money to that guy to go and right. buy this company. Right? right. Or if maybe the person owns the company and we loan to him and he can expand it. Right. Anything with that level of recurring revenue, um, insurance brokerages are great. Right. They have all mm-hmm. these policies. They're collecting money every single month. Right. Right. Another, we would love to loan to those guys. So there's a lot of these examples out there where, yeah, we're starting in real estate because that's what we're targeting because, you know, this is just such a perfect market for right, it. Right, right. But this type of lending, I think they're calling it revenue as an industry or revenue as something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so big um, and it's an untapped potential for lending. Right. Um, and, and we'll be right there ready to do it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. So, yeah, so this will just the start really then. Yeah. Just grow from there. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be doing it, I mean... I'm guessing uh, initially are, are you starting here initially or are you looking to, you know, basically loan here initially while you're kicking off or just. Yeah. We're looking to launch in LA. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause just the, the number of properties there right. and rents a little bit higher than San Diego, but pretty quickly within a year launch or push down to the rest of Southern California. Right. Another year move up to San Francisco and then the next year to New York city. Okay. Um, and those are like the best markets for, for what we want. Right. And then from there, it's a startup, right? You can't, right. That's, that's like already way far in the future. Four years, five years yeah. is like forever. So by then we'll know like what markets to move into. Mm-hmm. We move into other, like, like we're saying into businesses, you know, so decisions will be made later on, but there's just a lot of opportunity for what, what, whichever direction we want to go. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm stoked for the uh, education parts of it too. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's on the, yeah, that's on the, 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 pro, the, the borrower side. Right. Yeah, for the, sure. We're definitely, you know, constant improvement and additional uh, education sources on the, on the investor side right, as well. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm going to need lots of education, man. Yeah. <laughs> some handholding and stuff. You know what I love too, right? If you take 50 years back from the, mm-hmm. the stock market, right. And you say a thousand dollars and you know, you have years where you're doing like 30%, you have years where you're doing like negative 20%. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it averages, like when you do the average, it averages like 12 or 13%. Okay. Right. But if you were to get a steady 8% every single year, 
you'd actually end up with more money because you right. never lose money. Right. Right. And so that's like, that's like to me, the first thing I want on the education is like, guys, this, cause we're doing, you know, we're looking to do, you know, eight plus percent. Like if this is what you do, like you're actually going to be the stock market in the long run. Right? right. Like today, you know, this year, what stocks, the average index did like 25% in the mm-hmm. tech, tech sector or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Bitcoin did 80%, just saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. But yeah, like in the long term, not losing money on a lower percent mm-hmm. is better than like huge swings up and down. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that for sure. And I, I think that, uh, I mean, I have at times lost track of that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You know, you get caught you're like, this is great. And you're like, oh shit, wait a minute. You know, like, let's take it back a step. But yeah, that's huge. And I think those little, sometimes it's just the smallest education pieces that'll make a difference. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just little, like almost like rules that stick and you're like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Take a step back and look at things when you're when you're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So you said you did the uh, real estate, like uh, accelerator. So you did that class. So what, how did, where did that take you? Did you get into the, or did you go straight from that? Did you like, Hey, this is my passion. I'm getting, I'm going straight into this or, but did you jump into some of the real estate as well? Yeah. So I actually, at the time I put in some offers for uh-huh. single family homes uh-huh. and it's just been crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting beaten, beaten out by cash offers. Mm-hmm. And then I put in offers with the VA loan mm-hmm. um, for some tries and quads in, in the Miami area when I was mm-hmm. there beat out with, with cash, you know, only. And then as I, you know, got closer to the end of the course and I was doing my own research, I was like, you know, it's more exciting than single family homes, commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I wonder how I can get into that. Um, and usually I, I was like, cause I'm, I was like, I'm gonna have to build into it with, you know, a bunch of yeah. single family homes, then yeah. 1031. But with this, you know, the startup, I was like, it's my way in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's just do it. You know, I'll be that cash buyer. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do hope to do the, uh, VA loan next year so we'll see again like i haven't put any offers here in california since i've been mm-hmm. here so i don't know what, what it's going to be like i'm just going to get constantly beat out like i was in miami so i'll nice. talk to you about it yeah uh, <laughs> it's, it's, i mean it really honestly it's just same as like uh ed, it comes back to the education part mm-hmm. it's not just on like you know the the agent being educated or the client but it's also someone who can the way you're able to break down say the blockchain stuff and what you're what you're getting into an agent that sometimes can has to do that for the other side mm. you know and slide in some education with them so they know the strength of it and mm. be able to sell that as well makes a, a huge difference so yeah you'll be able you'll be good man sweet be, yeah so hopefully we'll be able to because i would like to to own real estate right like i've obviously got mm-hmm. crypto and i'm you know i was in stocks to lamb in right so i would like to to get into like some hard assets as well awesome yeah yeah, I guess, man, that's, that's the other thing. So crypto, and I'm just, again, just starting to learn. So it's considered, uh, so it, it's basically considered a hard asset and, gets, and you still get capital gains mm-hmm, or something, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. If, when you sell and stuff. So that kind of uh, tripped me up a little bit too when I heard that. I'm like, wait, what the, but now I get it. Yeah. The more, you know, the further I've gotten into it, now I get it. But at first I'm like, how the, how the hell is that a hard asset? But now, now it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, right, Bitcoin's only got, you're only, they're only ever going to mint 21 million mm-hmm. of them, right? Not only that, it's actually deflationary because mm-hmm. to get access to your wallet, you have a private key, right? right. You're literally the only person with it. Right. If you lose that key, that Bitcoin is gone forever. It's going to sit in that wallet forever. You'll never get access to it. So it's actually deflationary because people forget their private keys all the time. Damn, <laughs> you know? So there's Bitcoin How that's, that's going away. How pissed This is true. Right. And I was telling you that originally it was just like people would tip each other on, on, on Reddit with it, right. They would right. do funny things like, cause they're just messing around. It's worth sense. And there are guys who did that and then walked away and they had hundreds, if not thousands of Bitcoin. Of course, those passwords are gone. That yeah. was from 2009. There's right. guys with billions of dollars. They're billionaires. 
but they can't, but they can't it. get it. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, if you're, oh, it's so sad, but, um, so yeah, there's Bitcoin is actually deflationary. So it's, it is an asset, right? If you believe in, in a, it's a store of value, mm-hmm. then it's a deflationary store of value, right? So it's not, it's not inflationary. People can't just print trillions of dollars. I don't know who would do that, right? right? Who would right. print trillions of something that is supposed to be a store of value? I don't know. I'm just uh, so blown away that some, that there's people out there that are just like, can you imagine? You know, it's like having a, you know, winning the lottery and, you know, I can't find my fucking ticket. Yeah. No, that's exactly that's what it nuts. is. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. That, oh, well, you know, hey. Yeah. Better them than me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least they were doing something with it. There's a lot of people too that, my God, man, when I see some of the people and like uh, that I've bumped into, you know, that did just like crush it. And yeah. a couple were like, totally forgot about it too. Yeah. 110%. Like from like a few years ago and stuff. And, uh, you know, cause I'd even bought some stuff. You're just playing, but like no idea, but it was just like, all right, just, let's play around. And yeah, yeah, yeah. then no bandwidth to follow up. And, you know, I was doing other stuff, trying to build up this business. And then later, uh, you know, a couple of people bumped in like, yeah, I totally forgot. But you know, I, now I did, you know, some ridiculous amount of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, so now I'm trying to buy this properties and stuff with this and just trying to, you know, figure out what to do with all this shit. And I'm just going like, man, that's a nice problem. Yeah. You forgot that, you know, it's like going back when you've, uh, you know, going out drinking too much and you go back and you grab a jacket and, you know, a month later or a different jacket and you're like, shit, man, look at all this cash. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, a friend of mine that I went through um, IOC with, the infantry officer course with, before that you have six months of, of TBS, right? The basic school. And his roommate there was you know he like studied computer science or something right so mm-hmm. he'd been buying bitcoin since like 2010 right and he had a ton of it and every day he would be like you know a little bit kind of nerdy he's like you know you gotta you, know, you gotta buy bitcoin he's like no like you're getting scammed every time you buy that it's the money's just going away right, right. and then five years later he's working you know his b billet and he's at the, the pentagon or something and he's processing paperwork for guys who are, who are like getting out right just doing right. The, the paperwork and he sees his roommate's package and it says, you know, honorable discharge for a change of, of like livelihood or something like that. And what it basically means is like, you're so rich now that the, the, the Marine Corps is going to let you leave because they have nothing on you. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. And so he takes it to his commanding officer and she's like, oh yeah, that's definitely not right. She calls that guy's commanding officer and he goes, Hey, I got this package. It says, you know, he's being, only discharged for the, for X, but you know, can you just tell us what it is so we can fix it? And he goes, Oh no, no, no. It's because of that. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? And it's on speakerphone, right? So my friend's listening and he's like, yeah, he owns something called like Bitcoin. <laughs> said, I don't know what Shit. it is, but he's a, he's a multimillionaire now. And my, my roommate or my like, buddy said, yeah, he said he went and just like put his head down on his desk and like, didn't do anything for the rest of the day. Cause he was just like, you know, blind with rage right. uh, that he didn't just listen to him. Uh, it's so funny. So there's stories like that, right? It like 10 X in that time or something. Right. Um, and he owned it back when it was like $20. Right. 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 Um, so it, it, for him, it's probably like hundred X or thousand X or something crazy. Yeah, it's so funny. Dang man. Why didn't I keep anything? I'm so stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. Hey man, but it's yeah, good. I'm glad for, you know, I'm stoked for people that, uh, stuck with it, man. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Now I'll just get in way behind and, uh, yeah. try to scrape it together with my hundred dollar tokens. Come on, Josh, just get me one more, one more. Yeah. Well, you're, you're welcome to as many as you want. So, um, that's so funny. I think it's still, it's still a new industry, right? It's still, there's still a lot of room to grow. 
is it going to do? I don't know, right? Maybe not these big ones, but there are new blockchains, right? So like Bitcoin is not only is it a token or a coin, it's also a blockchain, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the Bitcoin blockchain. Mm -hmm. Ethereum is a coin, also a blockchain, gotcha. right? Gotcha. So there's other blockchains being built. And so if you really believe in one of those, this, a lot of these are still in their infancy, right? Mm -hmm. Solana raised $550 million for institutions to build on it. It just suffered from a denial of service on an attack, right? Uh -huh. So people are like, you know, that it like dropped the price. It's like, oh, if it's supposed to be, you know, this blockchain shouldn't, you know, um, but they've got $500 million, so they're going to be okay, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, then you have all these other great projects that people should, you know, should take a look at, like, you know, Algorand, Avalanche, um, Harmony One, Polkadot. There's, I mean, there's just all these crazy things out there where these guys are doing really amazing Really amazing stuff, right? And the way that I told you about verification, mm -hmm. it's called proof of work, right? right? There's faster things called proof of stake. Solana uses something called like proof of history and proof of stake. There's proof of authority. There's all sorts of ways to verify these transactions right. that make it cheaper, faster, more secure, right? And and um, or maybe you're giving up one to get the other two, right? It's like this kind of like three-legged stool that you're trying to figure out. Um, there's things being built on the blockchains that are like second layer blockchains. Right. So there's a lot out there. And, you know, if those, a lot of those guys, they have room to run, right? Mm -hmm. If they become the go-to for their industry, right? You're going to see returns like you did in Bitcoin. You just need to know what you're doing, right? Yeah, I'm just going to rely on you to tell me. I'll just be hitting you <laughs> up all the time. Like, we send you a text, Josh, what's up today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do I do? That's so funny. And then there's so many different things, right? Like, people will call me sometimes and they're like, oh, like, Tell me about NFTs. And I'm like, I don't know anything about NFTs. Right. There's not enough time in the day to be an expert in everything, everything blockchain, yeah. right? Like some people are really big into games. I hate video games. Right. Right. Same. I've never played a video game. You know, I'd go to my friend's house and I would lose and then the other guy would get on the controller and I was like, let's go play sports. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. There's something I could do. Yeah. So like, I don't know anything about, about those. Right. And I'm sure, you know, video games is a massive industry. Right. So you pick the right blockchain based video game. That's going to thousand X in the next five years. Right? right. I've got no idea how to do that because I don't know anything about video games. Right. So like there's so much, whatever people like and whatever people feel that they're, they're drawn to, there's probably people building that on the blockchain and it's still so new that as long as they, they find it and they follow it and they, and they, you know, they, you can even contribute to it by either buying tokens or like going to their discord and their telegram. And like, you can, you can, add to the project to make it better because of your own work. Right. Right. Um, and if you're doing that and a lot of other people are doing that, like the price is going to go up because there's people who believe in it. Right. Right. So yeah, there's, there's just so much you can do. There's people with jobs. You ever heard of a, a DAO? Yeah. 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 So like you can get jobs for, for DAOs, right. Um, that are all doing blockchain stuff. So, and it, whatever you're good at, right. Whether you're a programmer, or your sales, your mm -hmm. marketing, whatever you're good at, DAOs probably need that. Right. And, the Uniswap DAO, Uniswap is the main swap exchange on, uh, on Ethereum. They have like $3 billion in their mm -hmm. treasury, right? And they're just like, write to us, tell us what you're doing, and we will give you money to go do it as long as it, it, it helps sense. us. Yeah. So there's money out there and they're trying to find people so they, to spend it to give it to. One of my favorite podcasts is backed by the Uniswap uh -huh. DAO. So I don't know, maybe talk more about about blockchain and you can, uh, you can get one get, of those. Get someone, <laughs> get somebody out. No shit. Well, now I've got to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, I will. And that's to me, it's a, one of those things where it's like, okay, if I don't, ha I don't know enough, I kind of push it aside, push aside. But then when it kind of, uh, once I break that barrier, mm -hmm. so like, honestly, that was, I 
when we talked, I'm like, okay, cool. When you, you when you were coming on to do this, I'm like, awesome. That's gonna because that forces me mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because once it's got the kind of barriers broken, it's easy to keep that barrier up and go like, ah, it's not not now, not now. But now, now I have to. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I, you know, I encourage people to at least understand it, right? If you want to reliably make money on it, it gets into like the learning where it's mm-hmm. it's actually difficult. Right. Then you have like the anything that you go and learn that's new. At least I think right. You'll have like that initial shallow learning that's like yeah. really interesting. Yeah. But then to become like a real knowledgeable person on it, there's like reading that's not super not interesting. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, fun. Yeah. It's like this is work, right? Like yeah. I feel like I'm back in a college class. Right. But that's when you know you're doing the type of learning that you can leverage in the real world. Right. So I don't want people to go and be like, I understand proof of work. So I'm can now pick the best blockchain. Like, no, no, no. Like there's a lot more that you need to do, right? There's a lot more I need to do. Like I said, mm-hmm. and I'm and my focus is like security tokens, right? Because that's what right. Songs Bank does. Right. I know peripherally what these other things do. Mm-hmm. But like you also have to know your limitations, right? Like I know that's what I know. Right. And I'm not gonna say tell people like, oh, go buy this thing or this is gonna be the next big blockchain because like right. that's not what my time spent on mm-hmm. um i think people need to be humble in, in what they do know and, and like right. go out and find what they what they want to know yeah 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 stick to specialize in something yeah. and then you can grow from there but yeah, yeah, yeah. but no 100 percent agree there's just too much too much to capture at all yeah um, it sounds like you you made a lot of progress in a, <laughs> in a short time man and i know i mean like we talked before we uh, started recording a few people that i've talked to in just this last week too and like you know uh one that you you've been in you know yeah, yeah, conversation guys, with yeah. and stuff so it's uh definitely you're getting out there man so it's i'm excited to see where this goes and hopefully you're gonna make me some money dude yeah that, that's that's what i'm hoping for yeah i'm hoping to make a lot of people money you know once once songs banks out there you know we're we vet we, we underwrite and we vet mm-hmm. any asset that comes on to it in such a way right like um like i said i want this where i can go home where i grew up and look at my friends in the eyes and say invest in this yeah, right like this is this. a good choice yeah and that's the mentality we take whenever we're underwriting anything is mm-hmm. like is this something where if my mother put her money in right i can you know go home for thanksgiving you know? right right <laughs> so so yeah like i, I i'm you know I, I very much believe in it and i hope you know if you yeah. do you know i hope to make you money dude i hey i, I have no doubt yeah i have no doubt i mean because i know where you live now so <laughs> <laughs> No, I, no, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm also really super excited just to learn more and, and like, uh, you know, have some resources to learn and, and something, because you know, when you even invest, uh, you know, just invest in a, in a small way, it gives you some reason to follow and some reason to learn, some reason uh, yeah. to, you know, break down. So I, I'm excited. So I think it's going to be great. What about one more time? I know, like, you know, tell people where they can uh, come sign up for you because you guys will be sending out reports or newsletters, right? And Yeah, yeah. So uh, sansbank.io. So S-A-N-S bank.io. Um, and the name, I didn't explain the name. So sans means it's from, it's, it's, it's from French means without, right? Because we're doing all this stuff on the blockchain. So we, don't, we can do it without banks. Sorry, banks. You know. Sorry. <laughs> not, not really. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, sansbank.io. Um, right now it's just a splash page. Just sign up for the newsletter. We'll send those out at some point. We're going to have people sign up for something that's like, it's not a newsletter. It's just, I want to buy tokens when they come out. Right. right? And so we're going to be like, Hey, you're going to be the first ones that can sign up for the app. Mm-hmm. Right. Right now all we have is, is the newsletter. So just go to the sansbank.io, sign up for the newsletter, find me on LinkedIn, Josh Emerson. I have a red beard, right? There's only one Josh Emerson with a red beard that you can see on uh, on LinkedIn, as far as I know. If there's another one, I'm coming for you. Right. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter. Um, not super active right now. I need to get better at that. I've never been good at, like, like I said, never played video games, not good at social media, but we're getting better. So uh, 
follow us on Twitter, follow Sans Bank on LinkedIn, add me, um, ask whatever whatever questions you have. And then I do Sans Bank hosts a eight part series on the blockchain. I've done the first one, um, which is blockchain one one. You can find it on YouTube. So you can look mm-hmm. up Sans Bank on YouTube and, and see that video. Um, and then I'm going to have the next one is about security tokens, right? Diving in deep on security tokens and, and why they're important, how we have to follow security regulations. And I make it interesting. I promise. Heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about stable coins. Uh, the next one, smart contracts and one after that. So like all the things that you really need to know if you want to get into crypto. So you can also look at the, uh, the Sons bank web series, whether you want to actually attend it live and ask questions, or you just want to watch the class on YouTube. Awesome. Hey, awesome. I, I know, uh, I signed up and watched, I, I got to see only part of the last one with your, uh, the first one. I only got to see part before I had another appointment, but, but it kind of also just, it, it kind of made it worse. I actually wish I would have just waited, just watched it afterwards. Cause you watch, get part of it. And then I had to run to an appointment and I'm like, shit, now I'm like just kind of <laughs> hanging. But also if anybody has questions for Josh, you can reach out at uh, expertishpodcast.com. Go there, send, you know, write any questions you have and I will send you back his personal cell phone number, yeah, address, perfect. anything you need, just blast it out and just flood them with text. It's all good. Uh, yeah. My, my email is josh at sonsbank.io. Right. So it's super easy. So if you know, you want to talk blockchain, you want to invest in an early stage startup, you know, or you want to ask me any questions. I love being part of the community, right? If someone's working on a blockchain-based company, I'd love to hear, you know, what you're doing because I think, I mean, it's like getting a little philosophical here, right? But like, oh, the power of the blockchain is that it's decentralized, right? When you are no longer, and you have your own wallet, they're saying if you lose your keys, like mm-hmm. you lose everything. Right. But what's positive about that is the banks don't own your money anymore. Right, right. now, you have to go to your bank and ask them for your money, yeah. right? Or and they pay for them you, to get your money yeah. through an ATM. Or, and, and they can tell you no. Right. Right? So it's not your money, right? <laughs> it's not yours. But when you have the blockchain, you have capital sitting in your wallet, that is your money. And it's providing you the ability to do whatever you want with it. And as it grows and these companies become more and more decentralized, right? That's what a DAO is. It's a, it's a company, but it's decentralized. Imagine that, right? Right. This is no longer tainted by boards and by people who are going to demand you make a profit at the expense of society, right? That's what the blockchain has to offer. And that's why I want to support anyone who's doing it because you're creating a world where it's still based on a free market economy, but it's done in such a way that is benefiting all the people that live in it, not just the select few. That's the power of the blockchain. Man, your 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 passion for it's infectious. So now I just want to go like start watching some more. I gotta go learn more now, man. But that's that's amazing, Uh, dude. Yeah, now I just like feel like I'm way behind after that little. (laughs) It's out there. Everyone should go check it out. Whatever you're you're doing, like my mom's so funny. My mom sent me an email. She's like, "Look what you know. IBM's working with this. uh, With I think it was like Kroger or something. They're creating a blockchain for their their supply chain to to know like when cabbage gets on time and if it should be thrown away." And I'm like, mom, that article is two years old. <laughs> They're doing this. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's out there. Whatever, whatever industry you're in, um, companies are probably already doing it. Mm-hmm. And the more you learn about it and the more you're passionate about it, the more you'll be able to ensure, because it's a fight right now. It's a fight. Regulators don't like this. They're mm-hmm. on the side of controlling information so the government can see it. Right. They're on the side of the, the incumbents, right? The banks, mm-hmm. the financial institutions. They're on the side of, you know, preventing you from being able to wrest control of your information in your life that the government can't touch, right? You need to make, if, if this is something that you're passionate about, you need to see what, what side your congressman, 
is on right. and send them an email, send them a call and say, support crypto. Don't regulate us out of existence because this is going to produce a world that's beneficial, right? Regulate the bad actors, right? If there's somebody out there scamming people, mm-hmm. put them in jail, right? But don't stop the innovation that can create a much better world than what we have right now. Hey, I'm sold, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm sold. What? Sorry, I, I was going to wrap this up, but I also know you're talking about the bad actors. What have been some of the, because I, that's something I did like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and again, in my limited, you know, knowledge of it, like it seemed like some things were taken off and then some of the platform, I don't even know the right terminology, but platforms are places that things were traded or sent or whatever. A lot of that just was shit. Yeah. And was that one of the reasons that things kind of tapered off? You know, it was like, boom, Mm. that dropped off and then. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what was going on is people were like, if I use the blockchain, this is going to be a billion dollar company. Like, no, your company still needs to produce something that people want. Right. right? And they were selling shares of their company as crypto. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were selling securities to raise money, to launch a company that had no real purpose. Right. It was like the dot-com bubble. Right. Right except it was called the ICO initial coin offering instead mm-hmm. of initial public offering. And so that's like one set of bad actors. They're actually, those guys, they're some of those guys who, who like lost all the money. Those guys are in jail. Nice. And yes, yeah, so that's great. Yeah. But then you have people who, uh, and this is why you need to be careful. And you need to do your research. If you're getting into things that aren't um, very largely accepted, mm-hmm. right? Because there are people who can set up the blockchain is, is transparent, but I can sell tokens where the, the program behind that token is not transparent and I don't publish okay. it and I don't audit right. it. And I can set up ways where I can like basically steal all the tokens from you. Or I can like, you know, it could be a totally legit, but I own half the amount of tokens and I sell them all at once and sell them, you know, and that gets me a million dollars, but then it, I flooded the market and it's worth zero now, right? right? So like those are bad actors, right? Like that's hard to regulate. It's starting to come into, into play where there's like some exchanges where, not exchanges, but websites where like programmers audit coins right? and they can tell you whether it's low risk, medium risk, high risk, right? There's stuff like that. It basically, it's just you need to do your own research. You need to, when it, somebody's promising you that this token is going to be worth more in the future right. than it is, that's impossible. Nobody knows what it's going to be like in the future, right? right? So if someone's promising you that, right, you probably shouldn't trust them. Right. So that's, I think that's like, if, if people just followed that rule in 2017, like nobody right. would have bought into these ICOs, right? So there are bad actors. And then there's some people who are finding ways to hack into these exchanges, mm-hmm. right? But those are centralized exchanges, right? So if you hold your money on some of these less scrupulous exchanges, right? Like the big ones are Kraken, Binance, Coinbase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're good for different reasons depending on what you want to use them for. Like those are very, very secure, right? Mm-hmm. There's some of these other ones, these smaller ones. Bittrex lost, I can't remember if it was like 25 million or more not that long ago, right? Because they, they, they are in a top class of security, right? So like, again, you got to know if you don't hold your tokens in your wallet, you need to know who's holding those right. and is it secure, right? Like I can add liquidity to pools on protocols, uh-huh. right? Uniswap, SushiSwap, like these are big protocols, really great security, blah, blah, blah. But there are these smaller protocols are like, I'll pay you a billion percent, you know? And you're like, okay, sick. But like one, you're flooding the market with coins. So the coin's not gonna be worth a lot in the future. And two, who's audited your protocol, right? So like, how do I know someone can't just hack in and take all this stuff, right? Cause like now my, my coins live on your protocol, right? So it's just a lot of doing your own research. I think there could be standards, but the legislative branch has a tendency to over-regulate things. And it'd be better if everyone just took the perspective of, I am going to research these things mm-hmm. and I'm going to check them out and I'm going to make sure that the founding team that they put on their website isn't just 
made up LinkedIn accounts, right? Which it is all the time. And it fools people right. like, oh, there's a LinkedIn link. It's got to be real. Like, click on it. Yeah. <laughs> click on Dude. it. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. With any social media, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If they took their time and they did their own research, the scammers aren't going to aren't going to win. Right. But then you need like really good security on the top level things. And then you need to not trust people who are promising you these amazing things because nobody can promise anything in finance. Right. right. Yeah. I think if you follow those three rules. Right. And then like you Google like how to securely transact on the blockchain. Right. And there's always like use a uh, store your MetaMask keys safely, you know, use a different browser. Like there's there's like basic, very basic things. Right. Right. Like, you're going to be very safe on there and you're not going to lose your money in from a hack. Right. Right. You know, if yeah, you invest yeah. in something stupid, you're going to lose your money. But yeah. Right. But, and people fall for that all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. But that's not just blockchain. That's not just yeah, any kind exactly. of coin. That's yes, just life. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. if I buy this, you know, whatever from the vacuum salesman that shows mm -hmm. up at my door and then the vacuum breaks, right? Like I, why did I do that? You mm -hmm. know, like I didn't check him out on, 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 on the internet. Like right. we have the world's information in a box that sits in our pocket, right? Like people don't use it for yeah. anything other than social media, you know? Very true. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, but I mean, I think we, we have all the information in the world, but I think the, the bigger problem now is just misinformation. Yeah. That there's so much garbage information there that it like clouds it. And I just feel like that's a problem we have with our society in general now, because everything is so, you know, polarized or biased to one mm -hmm. thing or another where like people stop believing anything. Yeah. And that's actually, I'm really glad you brought that up. Right. Cause that, that applies perfectly to the blockchain. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why a lot of the social media has become so polarized, right. Is because I want confirmation bias. Yes. I believe this 100%. thing. I'm looking for people that are going to confirm it and probably push me even further towards my belief. Right? right. So people are like, Oh, crypto, I can make a ton of money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look for the first person who tells me I'm going to make a ton of money. This is what I'm thinking anyway. So I'm just going to buy into it. I'm just going to yeah, believe yeah, them, yeah. right? Like, no, 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 no. You need to be 100% skeptical and use data to drive, you know, your beliefs. At some right. point, right, like you're going to have to make a decision of whether, and it's, it's a probability decision, right? Mm -hmm. If you make a, a decision every time where 90% is a winning bet, right. you'll win 90% of the time. You're still going to lose 10% of the time. But over a long enough period of time, you're going to come out with more money than you than you started with, mm -hmm. right? So, like, I'm, don't have, you know, analysis paralysis, but at the same time, like, don't go in just looking for people to confirm what you believe. Yeah. You need to go in totally objectively and and just collect information that, that's going to tell you whether this may or may not be a scam. Right. Right. Don't, don't be like, oh, I like this meme or I like this thing, so I'm, I'm biased towards it, so I'm just going to buy it, right? Okay. Have you, when I say read, I mean, listen to, in my case, Annie Duke's book is like, uh, thinking in bets. Have you, no, 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 you know, it's poker, poker and talking mm -hmm. about thinking best, but it applies Poker players are the best crypto investors. Oh by yeah. The way. Yeah. But she like talks about like, you know, just life like decisions in general and how to, you know, think about things. But what you just said kind of reminds me of that where people will, uh, you know, if you've uh, done something a few times, you know, and it was successful, then in your mind, it's whatever that it, you throw away all the other information, right? Like that, that could have created that. But I think that's mm -hmm. the same way with between what you were just talking about with social media or any of the people that you seek out that are like, think the way you do that, that you already do and are like, okay, cool. Now, Hey, here's 20 people. 20 of my closest people are all this direction. They believe in this X, Y, Z, this is successful you just found 20 people that think like you do, there yeah. might be, you know, that not the other hundred thousand that don't. So you're setting yourself up for that failure. And I think that's what happens. Uh, social media drives a lot too. Not just, and I'm not just talking political beliefs. I'm talking like things like what you're talking about now, like when yeah. you talk about whether it's crypto or NFT or 
or a shit real estate and anything else people yeah. pick a side and it's like hey i'm with the people that i believe in and that there's my social proof mm -hmm. but that isn't necessarily a real freaking i don't know just like really canvassing everything to do with that problem and and just people get themselves in trouble yeah totally i 100 percent agree with you that's why the this company that i really like that does a lot of uh blockchain analysis are very bullish on um ethereum called mm -hmm. bankless and they recently put out an email like a couple emails and stuff they're like send us your best arguments against crypto right right like uh -huh. we want to hear all the reasons why what we've been saying is mm -hmm. wrong mm -hmm. and it's like those are people who are thinking and are seeking out counter information right right and those are people who are at least right less likely to just live in an echo chamber right because right? they're, right. they're gonna have to think through these these issues and that's what like that's what you know, I try and do right. like seek out people who are telling me why I'm wrong and either fix myself or, you know, have good reasons of why what they're saying is not true and not just be like, well, I don't like what you're saying, so I'm going to ignore it. Right. right. Ignoring problems don't make problems go away. Well, when, when someone makes you think about something too, and if they bring valid points or they bring valid arguments, and even if you, you know, kind of vet that and you, 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 you can defend your position or however you want to say it, but, but even if you're still mostly right, I feel like most of the time I'm still going to get a little bit better because there's going to be something that I wasn't seeing. Yeah. And that person's going to bring something that might've like caused me to trip up later, you know? Um, oh yeah. And still might, I still might screw it away, but you know, every having those different um, opinions and the different uh, perspectives and stuff and someone intelligently and not like just being very polar and like, Hey, it doesn't matter, but someone bringing you those arguments and about whatever it is, man, that's like a gift. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And that's, I actually, when I, when we were started with, with Sonsbank, I was calling these guys from my network who have done companies before, right? They've done venture stuff and they've done other stuff before. And I was like, can I pitch to you? And I just want you to tell me why I'm wrong. And I mean, I'm just getting like skewered right on these right. calls, but every call, I'm getting a little bit better. Right. And I'm going back um, to my co-founders. I'm like, we didn't think about this thing, right. you know? Right. And now we have this business plan that anyone can come and tell me anything, right? right? I mean, I shouldn't say that. Like, you know, every day we, we learn and we we improve, but I hear the same arguments over and over and over again. It's like, that's a good argument. This is how we fixed it, right? right, right. Um, so 100%, like, even if, um, you know, I still believed in Sonsbank and like what it could do, big picture, but every time I had a call and somebody told me why my original plan wasn't good, that mm -hmm. allowed me to make it better and better and right. better and better. right. No, I think that's huge. Yeah. That's really big. Um, man, I'm excited. I, I'm even more excited now because uh, <laughs> shit. Well, then I guess my last question then is like, so after I learn a little bit more so I can ask even more questions, can we just get you to come do a follow-up and let us know where you stand and where, how the progress is going and, yeah. um, and then just answer more of my dumb questions to be told. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love talking about this. If you can't tell, right. Cause I'm, I'm definitely not excited at all right now. <laughs> But yeah, you should be. If you weren't excited about what you're doing, man, that would be like, um, see, believe in this shit. Yeah. What? No, yeah, exactly. I just get, I get so like spun up. Um, my poor brother, I like every once in a while, like something will happen at like at night and I'm like, oh, I just figured this out. And he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Go back to bed. It's so funny. And now he's like all into crypto. Um, right. and like my older sister is like starting to get into it. And, um, the real estate group I was a part of, like mm -hmm. half of them are now like, into crypto and i was right. like walking them through of like this is how you make 50 percent like do you have a savings account that can make 50 percent because i do you know and then i'm like and like no kidding like click by click mm -hmm. and so it's like it's like spreading you know right 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 <laughs> way faster than covid yeah right yeah, yeah, like, yeah, see yeah. there's there's way better things yep 100 yeah. percent. 
<laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, well, now let's just spread those. I, I got to spread some of those tokens then, man. Yeah, like, spread them. Dude, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm super excited um, for this, and I can't wait to you know, be able to come back, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, just talk more blockchain or, you know, updates on, on Sans Bank or, or all, all the yeah. above. Yeah. Yeah. Drink more whiskey. Yeah. Either it or. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't go wrong there. No. Yeah. yeah it's a winning combination. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I seriously, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to step over and take time out of day. I know you're busy and talk to us and yeah, dude, appreciate it. Like if I have to next time, I'll, I'll even go up to Carlsbad if I have to. <laughs> No, it's good. It's, I like to um, have an excuse to come down here. You know, I spend a lot of time in Carlsbad, so I get an excuse to go to, like, new restaurants and stuff like that. Right on. Anytime, yeah, yeah. then. Let me know. We'll <laughs> make up an excuse. Awesome, Perfect. Man. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Talk to you next time. All right. If you could use an inexpensive and super convenient healthcare option, I definitely recommend checking out Skill Mills Telehealth. For me, when I did the research, it turned out that their program worked well as a supplement to VA Medical. So that's the route I went. If you go to their website for the information, skillmill.com, that's S-K-I-L-L-M-I-L.com. Go to the top, click on the telehealth button, and it'll take you to another page with the information on all their programs. Super easy, super easy to sign up. If you click on the get started button, fill in a little bit of basic info, you could even use your referral code expertish podcast in the drop down. And then from there, they'll take care of you and you're all set. Definitely highly recommend checking that out.